And we're live. What's going on, gentlemen? How you doing, Bill? What's going on, Bill? Woo! 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 Yeah. There it is. <laughs> What's going on, New Nation? Uh, happy Veterans Day. As a uh, civilian taxpayer, I want to tell all of you, you're welcome for your service. Canada? Canada, yeah. Canada? That's fine. Canada, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you know. You're close enough. It was just sitting on my <laughs> island, so might as well. Yeah, on uh, was it sitting on Goat Island or whatever that one is in Niagara Falls? That is, I did take pictures for you guys there one day. Yeah. Yeah, I will say Niagara Falls. I went there like in... God, it was like February one year, and it was cool to see it frozen, but I forgot my passport. Yeah. And in February, the American side is really boring, and the Canadian side looks kind of like Reno. Well, you know, no, it's funny you no. say that, Bill, because every month the American side sucks compared to the Canadian side. Yeah. Um, the American side's nice. It's a park, but Canada's way better. Yeah, it looks like Gatlinburg of Canada across the river there. You know. Yeah, I've been but to Niagara in, Falls yeah. once. Clifton Park, Clifton Hill. Sorry. The American side sucks, and the Canadian side is like a massive party. Yeah. Yeah, the Canadian yeah. side has, uh, you can, first you can stop at the duty-free, get cheap liquor, and then prostitution is legal on the Canadian side, so it's all good, right? And and the casino's right there with a water park for the kids. Oh, gee, mini Christmas. They, that's a twofer. Is that true, that's by the way? That's a logo. Not the prostitution, the water park. Who cares about the hookers? I want to the water park. <laughs> no, no, for real. Yeah, there's a water park in the casino. It's like it's attached to it. Nice, nice. Well, we know the drill. By I got now. booted last time I was in Canada. Yeah. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Nooner Nation, the podcast for Nooners by Nooners. I'm your host, Bill Schofield, and I'm joined tonight, Veterans Day 2021, by three. Uh, veteran nooners three uh from three different branches of the armed services i tried to get a navy guy but i guess nobody in the nooner nation was willing to come out of the closet just yet so nobody stepped up i'm just joking navy guys i don't know if you're actually gay i've just heard stories wait a minute joe hanning's paycheck was signed by the department of the navy though right show your hole those so, are shots fired across the bow. Yeah, right? shots fired. So, or is that the or is that the stern? I don't know. Hey, so so Joe is Joe is just gay hey, for pay. Stop, not actually stop being gay. Where I like it. <laughs> I love you, bro. So, I love you, bro. So we'll go around the horn, introduce ourselves. Uh, this is Veterans Day, guys. When you introduce yourself, uh, let us kind of just give us a quick, uh, quick, you know, rundown. You know, top level of uh, where and how you served. So, starting with you, JJ. Hello, my name is JJ Jackson. I was in the 82nd Airborne Division, first of 508 PIR, uh, Bravo or Bravo Company and Charlie Company, uh, 2008, 2013, and uh, did a couple deployments to Afghanistan. And now here I am talking to you fools. But uh, yeah. AKA high and angry boy. Nice. How about you, Joe? Uh, so I, uh, Marine Corps, uh, 95, 99. I was in and out for all the shit, man. 
Um, I also was a pogue, so I did IT shit. So even if I had been in when after 9-11, I don't know that anything would happen, but uh, it, you know, had a good time. I enjoyed my career, you know, and got me where I'm at today, so. Gotcha. What about you, Matt? So I was in the Air Force, uh, was a mechanic, uh, aerospace ground equipment, basically just turned wrenches and delivered shit to planes. Um, I served in Iraq at Balad, which was LSA Anaconda for the Army guys. Um, and then I got medically retired in 2010, and uh, here I am. Yeah. Bit, uh, Dick was too big for the flight deck? Is that the problem? I mean, I'm hung like a field mouse, so I don't know about that. <laughs> Come on, Matt. So, well, for anybody wondering, I never served, which is odd because I have masturbated in a porta potty amongst many other strange places. Uh, most recently, the uh, the like single family bathroom at the Denver airport. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's the solid one. Mm-hmm. Did you were solid one. Hit me up. This was uh, this was over the summer, coming back from the oh, beach. Oh. Right. Yeah, we, we stayed, uh, like, we were at the beach for a week. And, Thanks. like, we'd start, you know, me and the wife would start getting things going, and then the kids would interrupt. So, like, after a week of that, like, I could hardly walk. So, finally, at the airport, I was like, I've got to take care of this. Right? So, so it was taken care of. So, I've done that. Um, I have, you know, had many relationships with ladies of the pole. And I've purchased a car at an insanely predatory interest rate. So, <laughs> you got if it. anything, like I'm an honorary veteran, right? Yeah, you're you're on pace to be uh, one of the Joes that I smoked the dog shit out of on Fort Bragg. Congratulations. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> so, I guess you know, funny thing, I saw this today, or I realized it that uh, coincidentally, the very first episode of Nooner Nation was on September 11th. And the 10th episode of Nooner Nation is on Veterans Day. Don't know if that's a coincidence or, you know, the simulation is just working out that way. I think it's just how the dates lined up, Bill. Nah, I don't think that's how (laughs) calendar works. Well, since since I got the Morpheus sunglasses on, do you want the red pill or the green pill or blue pill? Whatever the fuck pill it is. I saw, I, I can't remember... I think it's the blue pill, right? Would have sent him back. Yeah. Yeah. I first saw some fan theory that, like, that's actually poison. Like, if he had taken it, it would have killed him. Uh, hmm. That's probably true. Uh, probably. So, first question I've got, by the way, for you guys is, uh, is PTSD just, like, a thing you guys made up to get out of work? I mean, they Basically, told me I could get out of work, so I don't, you know. That's a, that was a total joke. I'm sure it's a real thing. And uh, if you have it, get help. <laughs> but until somebody can prove it's a real thing to me, I'm not, I'm not sold. It's an excuse to get a cool dog. It's one of those things where, like, especially if you're still in, or, well, when I was, when I was in, it was like, look, dog, you don't want to get sent to the wizard. Just, you know, bite your, bite your lip, clench your fist, just keep walking. <laughs> it's the same with TBI, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, that's why they started putting those little, uh, it was like my end of my last deployment, these guys were rip-toeing with us, and they had these little things on their fucking, uh, on their, on their fucking body armor, and they was like, what the fuck is those little things? And they were like, oh, this is that new shit. They're testing it out on us. 
And I was like, what do you mean testing out? Well, if we're in an explosion and these little things pop, that means that we have a potential to have a TBI. We got to get medevac. And I was like, so wait a minute. What about when you like shoot a fucking rocket? Does that thing pop too? They're like, oh, we haven't tested that yet. And I was like, well, welcome to where the fuck we're at. (laughs) I don't think that would matter because from what I read, uh, you're the uh quality of your earplugs your you know 3m <laughs> yeah your eardrums are blown out anyway so anything after that is just straight to the brain right instagram told me instagram told me i'm gonna make 10 million dollars yeah okay to instagram i got all sorts of women hitting me up on instagram so i don't i must be getting something mm-hmm. i remind my wife of that every time we get in a fight i was like there's hot singles near me they're ready to yeah. hook up so I, I I tell my wife all the time I'm like you know I got Russians hitting me up in my in my email mm-hmm. just so you know so yeah. watch out don't think they speak English but they want that green card pretty bad they don't want to fucking talk to me anyway so that's fine <laughs> speaking of that though by the way congrats to Joe he's got some recent numptuals under his belt yeah, yeah. congrats man uh I, if anybody remembers the uh the ladies' night episode, Sarah was the one screaming at him every 15 minutes for another drink. So they got married. Was it, it wasn't last weekend, right? It was, uh, it was the 30th. 30th, yeah. yep. Day before Halloween because you had a, uh, a Beetlejuice-themed wedding. Yeah, it was Beetlejuice and she was Lydia. And uh, everyone, every single person that she, it was a small thing. It was in my, uh, my really good friend's backyard because um, we were just trying to do low-key yeah, no, spend a shit ton of money on a wedding, but right. And I think uh, it wasn't it wasn't the first time around for either of you, right? So it's kind of no. you knew yeah. you knew how to do it. But it was a Halloween wedding because you know it's our favorite holiday, both of us, and every single person to a T dressed up in an awesome costume, and it was just it was a really fucking fun time. We had a blast. So. It's it's kind of like that's what a wedding's supposed to be for the people who actually yeah. are getting married. Yeah. yeah. I, it was funny. I had a bunch of people saying, where are you registered? I'm like, we're not registered anywhere. We don't want anything. We've got plenty of shit. Just come here and let's have fun and drink. That yeah. Was all, you know. yeah. Register at the ATM, homie. That's where I'm registered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> registered in fucking Bora Bora. How yeah. about that? Yeah. <laughs> Get it to yeah, drip. There you go. Tahiti. <laughs> yeah. Sandals somewhere. I tell somewhere. kids all the time that I meet, I'm like, don't waste your money in a fucking wedding. Go on a nice ass trip. That's what you need to do. Well, that's the thing where it's like, you know, uh, give me, instead of giving me a gift, just gift me your frequent flyer miles. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then I'll go somewhere with that shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sarah did hit you. I did see Sarah was in the comments. She's already told Joe that when he needs a drink to let her know. So she's repaying that favor from a few weeks ago. I'm still good. I'll just yell at her. Yeah. Through the wall. Like a real, like a like a real marriage. Real yeah. marriage. Just yell through the glory hole, Joe. Yeah. Would you do the fucking wall? <laughs> I'm just finding it funny that out of the uh, out of the uh, the crew, I mean, you're married to Sarah. I'm married to Sarah. Timmy's married to Sarah. I'm just thinking about this while I'm just thinking about this while, and they're all like, uh, "Hello, my name is Sarah. It's Sarah with an H." Sarah's in, you know, as I packed my horseshoe dip in. Yeah. yeah it, it was very serendipitous that we all lined up 
and oddly met through strange circumstances, weird circumstances. And we, we all have significant others named Sarah. Yeah. It, or Sarah's a really common name. I've dated a couple of Sarahs. So my, my little brother and I, we both married girls named Kristen Marie. Uh, on our second time around, not the first, but it's, it's, it's wild. That could be weird. So do you call her, like, do you, do you call her, like, CM or, like? I know. I call I call her, like, in my phone, she's number two. Oh. Uh, I just have her as num- number two. <laughs> and, like, like what? <laughs> yeah, like, when she calls, is her picture, uh, who is that, Lee Majors from Austin Powers, number yeah. two with the eye patch? <laughs> yeah. Who does number two work for? <laughs> yeah, Tom Arnold. God, I remember skipping school to go watch that fucking movie and get blasted when I was like 13 years old. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. Gonna blow an O-ring, buddy. Gonna blow an O-ring, buddy. (laughs) I'm Richie Cunningham, and this is my wife, Oprah. Oprah. (laughs) Elizabeth Hurley's still a fox, too. Wait a minute. Where did you change the picture in the background, Bill? I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm looking at everybody's. Yeah, I got to see. I got some new set material. I got Val Kilmer from Heat. I'll turn the blue light on off so you can see like the colors a little bit better, you know? We've got some dope colors. Oh, that's there. that's good. You got the grind hard there. And it's kind of like work hard, work yeah. harder. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, yeah, that's there for a reason. But I actually got that long before uh, the whole Gulag gang thing. I don't know if you're familiar with a guy named Austin Weiss. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a gift from him years ago. I just like happened to just start chatting with him when he started a sheet metal business. And a couple I, weeks later I got that in the mail from him. So But he uh now he's got gotta, like was it grind hard ammunition or something like that's his new yeah, venture. I, he, I, he made his bones building custom choppers for people in South Florida and now he's like a huge two A guy and is oh. making his own ammunition and shit. All I know is he's got a lot of got a lot of guns, a smoking hot wife, and a big ass truck. So he was working. He was yeah. working with a, a customer a customer of mine uh, out of out of Pittsburgh here. Peter or yeah, Pat. I can't ever pronounce it right. It's either Peterson or Patterson Cartridge. Mm. They're actually like right across the street from me. But yeah, he was working with them for a minute on some of his shit. But like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, but yeah, just picked that up. Uh, it's original. I had it commissioned uh, by somebody out of India. By commissioned, I mean I ordered it, and I think they just printed it on a big ass printer and shipped it over here. So, did well, you get an NFL jersey with it too? One of those ones? No. Did you get like the twenty dollar knockoff NFL jerseys and a poster. No free NFL jersey. And once, <laughs> once I saw the shipping label was from India, um, I did go a little bit paranoid and sprayed the shit out of it with Lysol. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, no, I, like, I, uh, do I don't typically too. do this, but like India, mm, not that I listen yeah, to the news I'm, that often, but nothing good has come out of India in a while. I'm just telling you, this is a, uh, I'm sorry, I, I'll be controversial for one second. Hey, we could talk anti-vax all we want, but I remember getting my smallpox vaccine, bro. And I was like, why am I getting this? This is bullshit. And then I got to Afghanistan and I saw a nigga with smallpox and I was like, Oh mm-hmm. no. No, yeah. no, no. No, 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 no. Look mm-hmm. at that guy. That's like that's like uh that's that's blanket smallpox right there. That's terrible. 
<laughs> is that the one that like itched for a week or was that anthrax or like longer than that was well anthrax was the five shots and then those all like my arm like swole up and all that shit. yeah but then but then the smallpox is like the little dot or well i guess i got yeah. on this side is the, the dot yeah. and you're like they're like let it scab over it's gonna be fine and you're like ah. right <laughs> yeah i guess like Speaking of that, I guess going into the military, I've heard that. So, like, if anthrax, like, why doesn't everybody get anthrax vaccines? I'm good, homie. I can sell you my blood right now for a million dollars, so you will be protected against anthrax. Apparently. I signed the paperwork. That's what they told me. Like, is it? My brother was in the Navy, and, you know, he was about to get out. He was, like, three months from discharging. And they're like, you got to get the anthrax uh, vaccine sequence. And I, I, I never had to get it, but I guess it was like a, a long, a series, wasn't it? It's five shots. Five shots. It was five shots. And so, but he didn't have enough time between when he um, got out from for them to finish the fucking sequence. And so he said, look, by the time I get out, you're not going to get me all the shots. And they're like, well, you got to get it anyway. He said, well, how am I going to get the rest of the shots? And like, well, you got to figure that shit out yourself. <laughs> so he never got the full anthrax vaccine sick. And he, he fought it and said, well, there's no point in me getting it if you're not going to give me the whole regiment. But the <laughs> fucking Navy made him do it anyway. Dude, it's bullshit. They, they sent, it was like, it was my last deployment. I got, I had gotten three of the shots before I went on my last deployment. Like we had ran out of all kinds of shit on the fucking fob. But what we didn't run out of was that they sent a fucking battalion surgeon, like our battalion PA out with the fucking anthrax shots in a fucking case. And we all walked through and he gave us both times. Like we didn't have like, like we were like struggling on water, all kinds. But we got the anthrax shots. (laughs) Yeah, is that like a new t-shirt idea? Like to the (laughs) anthrax Anthrax shots and uh, dry socks, two most important things in the military. That's a good one. I, I would dry socks are shirt. fucking important. Yeah, that's yeah. what, I mean, Lieutenant Dan taught me that. I wasn't in the, in the Army, but, like, if I happen to just, like, step on a wet spot and just socks, like, immediately changing my socks. Dave's, that bitch doesn't know nothing about feet, so I don't know what you're talking about. He did. <laughs> <laughs> He did. Wouldn't it be terrible? Like you've heard, like the phantom limb thing, of like he has yeah. fan- he has phantom <laughs> yeah. limb, but like what he feels is like his feet with like one wet spot on a sock. You know that feeling, like if you have to like walk into the bathroom or something, there's a wet spot, and you step on it on your sock, and it's just it's not wet enough to change, but you have to kind of walk around for like an hour or two, right. like in this pure hell. Like I wonder if that was like Lieutenant Dan. Like that's why he was so pissed off for so many years. Like his phantom limb. <laughs> was like that one wet spot on the bottom of his foot. That's I'll tell you what. Go ahead. I had fucking I got trench foot when I was in Iraq and my fucking shit like I don't know that's what they called it was trench foot but basically like layers of my skin just kept fucking peeling away. It was the worst shit I, I mean I mean worst shit ever if you're in the air force and you're on a base like me. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so, there you go. Nah, I mean, dog, like I'm telling you, I think everybody got it, especially on my first deployment. We were like in the mountains in eastern Afghanistan, and it it fucking 
We woke up. Oh. Oh, JJ, you're out. Can anybody hear? Anybody else hear JJ? Or just me? It's just you, Bill. Your shit's fucked up. Ah. Uh, anyways. It's probably my headphone. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. My okay. just saying, internet's unstable. Hmm. No. It, just it like happens. most of my relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Bill. <laughs> no, nah, we, like, I, but I remember we were all like super worried because we didn't have anywhere to wash clothes at because we were working off a bottle of water and it was like, okay, well, uh, I got enough socks, you know, to last me this many days. And then all of a sudden, none of us had any fucking socks. So we were in boots with no socks and it was like 10 degrees outside with snow. And we were like, okay. So I'm pretty sure all of us were cold weather injury motherfuckers at one point. Yeah, <laughs> and you just had standard issue like standard issue boots, right? They weren't anything different. Well, we got to so we were far enough away from the flagpole that like the majority, like before we deployed, they were like, "Hey, look, dog, we're gonna be far enough away from the flagpole, to, like bring some marrows and you know whatever the like whatever you wanted to wear on your feet." We were far enough away that if we were going on patrol, ain't nobody gonna say nothing. So like I had <clears throat> like three different pairs of like random ass Merrill uh, boots and sneakers and shit. But even still, like if there's that much snow, your feet are getting wet, like no matter what. So <laughs> it's like, so we ran out of socks and like, I just remember just sucking. And then finally uh, they kicked out from, it was like a C-130 came over from a thousand feet to drop food and mail and water. And like the, uh, the water burned in, thanks Air Force, appreciate you uh but the the food didn't and the mail didn't thankfully uh so <laughs> so there were socks in the mail which is great when you say burned in like it what it like got all fucked up coming open. in oh so from a thousand <clears throat> feet you can watch your uh all your it was pretty cool actually you watched the water from a thousand feet all the bottled water just fucking burned in and fucking ex- <laughs> on the ground and that bottle of water was something else. That... Go, go ahead, Bill. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to make a joke about how that's an oasis now with all that water. That bottle of water was some shit, though. They would let that the pallets sit. They would let the pallets sit in the blistering hot sun for fucking weeks, and they're like, "That's good. Go have it." But yet, we're not supposed to drink out of a plastic bottle more than once. Like, I don't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> You need ice too? Yes, please. All right. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's oh. cute. Hey, Sarah. Look at how cute that is. My bartender's got to get mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but when you're talking about pallets of water, I thought you were going to bring up that guy from Firefest and somebody was going to get recruited, you know, to uh, go get some bottled water. You know what I mean? This is my last, this is my last burning in story, which is a great one, which was, it was summertime, really hot outside. And our Air Force dude uh, that we knew, he was our commo dude on the FOB, and he was totally out of his element. But we used to use him to get shit airdropped in because he knew some Air Force dudes back at the main FOB in Kandahar uh, Airfield. So we asked him, we were like, we need ice cream, dog. Ice cream. Cold, crispy-ass ice cream. And he's like, I got you, I got you. 
So we're going out to the drop to the drop zone where shit comes in, and all of a sudden we're like ice creams on this on this. It's the fourth pallet out. They told us, and we look in. It's like first pallet comes out, shoot opens. Second shoot opens. Third fourth pallet comes out, shoot doesn't fucking open. Fucking ice cream and food drops from a thousand feet and fucking explodes all over the place. You know firefight all this shit happens we're on the drop zone with fucking spoons because everybody keeps their mre spoon we're on the drop zone like mm, ice cream <laughs> wow i thought that was getting a lot darker like there was just like some infantry guy like god if i could just have some ice cream i'd die happy and it just dropped right on him <laughs> that would be better a, that'd be a fucking way to go though wouldn't it better than most <laughs> i guess as long as you know as long as you're not like don't look up at the last minute, I guess. See, JJ, you guys got you guys got delivered ice cream when you were over there. When I was in Iraq, everybody said we had it good because we got steak and lobster on Tuesday morning, which was Tuesday night. I mean, yeah. I guess we did, yeah. Yeah, and who wants lobster? Like crap all day, right? All right, I'll, I'll stop with my suck stories. I will. I'll stop. <laughs> no, no. Dude, hey, I, it's that's cool as shit. Like, hey, looking back on what you did, it's really cool. At the moment, it sucked really hard. But looking back on it, you're like, I, I, you did some cool shit. You know, I can't even say I did because I just turned wrenches. It was a different place. That's all. But without y'all motherfuckers, like, we wouldn't have had the damn aircraft to drop the shit in the fucking first place or yeah. any of the other shit. Yeah. By, you know, our our main dudes on, on all of our combat outposts, because we got these dudes that like they ended up uh, on the deployment before I was on where my first sergeant uh, got his silver star. The guys who were attached to him, the two dudes that were with him in like the main firefight where he got his silver star. One of them was a fucking mechanic and the other guy was a cook. Uh, And he had to use those two dudes to fucking fight his way out of the shit that he was in. So I mean, look, dog, those were our most valuable people on our combat outpost because the trucks wouldn't run and we wouldn't have shit to eat, you know, other than MREs. <laughs> so going back to the burn-in things, one, um, I don't know if they'd be, if load ma- masters would be responsible for sh- letting those <clears throat> things out, but there was a load master that was once drinking bro of the week, and that was Blippy. That's what I told my wife, dog. And she wouldn't believe me. I was like, no, look it up. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. the loadmaster would be, I mean, they respond ultimately responsible. The rigor has something to do with it, but, you know. I, I would it. think uh, there's um, there's different sections, though, that aren't loadmasters that pack the parachutes and shit. I don't think loadmasters pack any. It's like uh, there's a there's a specific shop and that does that. It's it's a different job than loadmaster. Loadmaster is just responsible for making sure the weight distribution is set up properly in the aircraft, among mm. other things. But they don't pack parachutes. Yeah. And then uh, Lloyd Burke of the chat asked, "Have you ever seen a four hundred thousand dollar road grader burn in?" Wow. Uh, no, but I, I watched my buddy. A... I watched. No, I've it. seen a I've seen a Humvee, uh, not not in Afghanistan, but. Uh, on Luzon drop zone at Bragg, I've I watched a Humvee drop in from like a thousand feet, and that thing, was, we got up to it, we were like it was nighttime, and I was like, 
wait a minute, because we had the IR chem lights to shit on him. We were like, oh, shit, oh, oh, nope, nope. And then it was like, we got over there. This shit was like a fucking pan. It was an up armor one. It was like a fucking pancake, dude. <laughs> Damn. So, moving on. Like, do you guys um, remember kind of the path that led you down enlisting? Like, what the reasons why? Like, why? You know, Joe, we'll start with you since you're <laughs> the old guy in the bunch, and it was before, yeah. before yeah. probably what a lot of people. That have served yeah. more recently, you know. Yeah. Joe was in. Joe was in when it was hard. I, well, I, Joe was well. in there. When we were worried about fucking Russians. Yeah. So I, um, I, I was in uh, Navy Junior ROTC in high school, and and partially because my dad and my brother. Well, at the time, my brother wasn't yet. Well, my dad was in the Navy. My my dad did eight years. He was a. a, a uh, mechanics mate, and he parlayed that into uh, a government job, which you know set him up for retirement for the rest of his life. You know, he, my dad worked for the government for his entire life. You know, and I, I said, you know, I want to, you know, do something too. You know, so I joined junior uh, ROTC in in high school, and but my our assistant, uh, I guess instructor or whatever, was a retired sergeant major in the Marine. And that dude was like, I don't know, this huge jacked black dude that looked like he would just kick your ass. And he was, I don't know, 60 years old, <laughs> you know, but, and he just, I don't know why, but I just loved everything about that dude. And I'm like, I'm fucking the Navy. I don't want to be on a boat. Not real, even realizing that if I joined the Marine Corps, I would probably be on a boat. But, but um, so I, I, I went through two or three years of junior ROTC in the, in the high school and then joined delayed entry and said, I'm, you know, I fucked off so much in high school. You know, there was, I probably had like a 1.8 GPA or some shit because I just couldn't be bothered. So I'm like, I'm just going to join the military, you know? And so, um, I decided, well, the Marine Corps has got to be the hardest thing that I could possibly do. If I can do that, then I can do anything. So I went to, I found a recruiter. I went to the fucking recruiter's office. They, you know, I hear all these stories, you know, these 18-year-old guys, you know, the recruiters are constantly, now they, the, the recruiters just text them, but, you know, in 1994 or whatever what it was I was at, you know, they would literally come up, show up to your high school and try to, like, dra drag you in. But uh, I went to my recruiter and said, yeah, I want to, I want to be a Marine. And because I think that's the hardest thing that I could possibly do. And uh, he said, well, what do you want to do? I said, I want to shoot guns and blow shit up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he looked at me and he looked, and I had taken my ass at that point. And he said, well, are you going to make the Marine Corps a career? I was like, no, I want to, you know, I do, you know, an enlistment and then get the GI Bill and go to college. And he's like, all right, well, how about we get you something that you can do when you get out of the Marine Corps? And I have, I, I tell this story a lot because I think I have one of the only recruiter stories that's actually good because my brother has the absolute polar opposite of the story where he said, I want to do, because my brother tried to join the Navy when he was 22, so he was much older. I was 17. My brother said, I want to do computers because 
he thought that was where things were going and and you know he got stuck in nuclear boy was he wrong computers i know and well he didn't get into computers so my recruiter stuck me in the i think it's defunct now 4066 small computer systems operator but i ended up going it in the marine corps Whereas my brother wanted to do IT and he got to be a nuclear ET. And the only time he ever got to see a computer was to send me an email while he was in a pump in the med. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I've got one of those stories where it just kind of really lucked out. I, I ended up, uh, I, I did a year in Okinawa uh, at uh, MCS, uh, MCS Katema. Um, and I had two former drone instructors as, staff in COICs, and because I was on a wing, wing units, I don't know if you guys are familiar, um, Marine Corps wing units are known for being much more lax than fleet units. So because I had two former drill instructors as staff NCOs on a wing unit, they treated us like we were, they, they thought we were infantry. So we had to run, you know, the flight line every day <laughs> you, you know and and the whole time we're thinking we're just supposed to be doing headquarters it and you guys wanted to run the flight line where there's haboobs everywhere <laughs> they're trying to kill us um but uh yeah that was but you know that was i i got you know like i said i got out in 99 um and then the shit at the fan and there's there's days that I really question if I because I was in that range where I could have just gone back and and done something better. But I was married. I had a house, I had a mortgage, and I had no viable like combat fighting skills. And so I just said well if they call me back they call me back they do you know so but that that so that was you know that's the long story short of my entry in um, the military yeah you talked about you wanted to uh blow stuff up and they asked you if that was going to be something you did you know later uh there was one vet that did that really well outside of the military um that was timothy mcveigh maybe one of the worst veterans in history (laughs) yes i uh my uh, stepdad worked with his dad at a factory. He lived the next town over from me, Timothy McVeigh. That's where he grew up. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's? Was uh any comments on his dad? Because wasn't that whole family kind of a little bit? Total. From what I understand, the dad was a regular, normal dude, like normal member of society. Um, the town was called Pendle. It's called Pendleton. It was just a little podunk town, but now it's like it's just outside of Buffalo. So now it's starting to blow up with like all these housing developments. But uh. My stepdad said he was just a regular guy, like, you know, and didn't really have anything negative to say about him, but. Yeah, well, you know. his son was a piece of shit, so. Clearly a piece of shit. But his accomplice Damn. is hanging out somewhere around Joe right now, doing life in, uh, <laughs> in Florence. Oh, dude, that have you seen that? That prison's fucking crazy. Dope. I love watching, like, all the shit on YouTube talking about that prison. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's cool to to watch when you're not in there, I guess. Yeah, you know. But I guess like, sure. I also had a thought about that. Like, if you're in isolation and stuff, at least it, like you're not worried <clears throat> about getting like murdered or raped. 
Yeah. Right, you can relax at least. Yeah. You know. As much as you can relax in prison, but still, you're not having to look over your shoulder all the time. Yeah, I kind of hope they just play like the blippy fire truck song just on repeat in all the cells. <laughs> Every month they switch it out to a different nah, blippy song. Too- that's too harsh in this country now. You can't do that. You can't terrorize fucking prisoners. Yeah, fuck them. They're people too, you know. I've heard though, at like there, like there has been like so many petitions about like from like Amnesty International and stuff about what they do in that prison because like, I guess it's kind of secretive some of the stuff, and the federal government's like pretty much like in more legal words like fuck those people, you know. Well, that's like that's like Leavenworth. Leavenworth is the same way where it's like. Look, dog, Leavenworth is like basic training every day where they wake you up and you do PT and you get fucked up and then somebody smokes the shit out of you and then you start the rest of your day where you break big rocks into little rocks or you fill a sandbag over and over again. That's what I've heard, at least. Maybe it's not that way anymore, but that's how it used to be. Yeah. So, Matt, what, uh, what drove you to join the Air Force? So I was uh, growing up, I, uh, I grew up with a single mom, four boys. Um, I have two brothers from another that my father had. Um, my brother, my oldest brother joined the Navy. Uh, I have two other brothers, one other brother joined the Navy, and then um, another brother joined the Marine Corps. So there's four of us total out of, out of the six that joined. Um, I was a piece of shit growing up, basically. I was a nice kid, at, from what everybody tells me. Uh, but I had no direction, you know, I'd, I'd worked since I was 11 or 12 years old, paper routes and farms. I had a job ever since I was, you know, 11. Um, and I had an uncle who was, uh, in Vietnam, JJ and I have talked about this. My uncle was in Vietnam in Vietnam. He was a door gunner, um, on a Chinook. He did three tours and he told me go Coast Guard or Air Force. He said, you don't want anything to do with the army or Marine Corps only because he didn't want me to go into combat because of what he, he did three tours in Vietnam. Um, so he didn't want to see me go into that kind of stuff. Cause when I went in, I joined in 2006, but I had started talking to him about it when I got to high school in 2004. And he just didn't want to see me go into Iraq, which I volunteered to go to Iraq anyway. Right. Well, um, and so three tours as a the door Guard. gunner too is pretty intense from what I understand, right? Yeah, he's, he had some, he had some crazy stories. And I'm sure JJ's. I think JJ, your dad did that as well. Uh, no, um, no. Let's. Uh, if you remember correctly, Mr. Maddie, my dad uh, got his infantry notice to go to Vietnam uh, to to go to Fort Benning to get for infantry basic training, and then uh, and then the next day he woke up the next morning uh, and he was like, "Hey, look, uh, I got this other idea. I'm gonna go join the Air Force," and I think. I think the MOS still exists. Uh, you can correct me. You're the VA guy. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the MOS still exists. My dad joined the Air Force as a uh, <clears throat> a recreation specialist. Um, it's called so, services. Yeah. 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 No. No. He. Yeah. He. He was uh, <laughs> uh, from from everything I hear, especially his DD two fourteen. Everything went smoothly. Uh, you know, he had his time where he passed out basketballs and organized uh, some intramural sports. Uh, and it was really good for him. But, uh, you know, I, I would say that I wouldn't be the man I am today had he not uh, had he not been as recreational as he was back then. 
<laughs> so, so your uncle talks you into joining the Air Force, right? How old were you at that point? So, yeah, so, so I was, uh, I think I was 18 when I decided to go into delayed enlistment um, in the Air Force. Started training. I was working full time still and everything. I had a job at a factory, uh, like a parts place for car parts. And uh, I was set to go in January. The Coast Guard actually called me beginning of January, said, Hey, we got a slot. And I was like, At that time, I was still like, Oh, I could be close to home because I could be in the Great Lakes, which is up here near Buffalo. So um, I said, No, I went to Air Force. Um, I basically went into open general, which was like, I could do any job. And uh, I got put into aerospace ground equipment, which is uh, just mechanics and delivering all the shit to the aircraft. Um, the motto is, they don't get off until we come. That's a good one. Ooh, um, yeah. Yeah. Please Make tell me you have I that. I never said that. it, but apparently. Please tell me you have that either tattooed on your body or on some kind of jewelry. <laughs> abs abs absolutely not. No, no way. I... I cringe when people have fucking Air Force tattoos. It kills me. Like, like my my son is nine and he could probably do that. So I'm not gonna, I'm not getting that tattooed on me. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's, you there's, know, there's probably some, my my neighbor. Was it like uh like what JT did and like combat air controllers and stuff? They're pretty bad. Oh yeah. You know? What's funny is I didn't get my yeah, yeah there's some, I didn't get my first Marine Corps tattoo until I was years out. Like th this, this thing, I, I didn't actually get this until I was, I had been separated for probably 10 years and I finally said, I'm going to get my EGA, you know, right. I, I have, I have a private who has this tattooed on his ass cheek. <laughs> like that whole thing? The whole thing. It's big ass cheek. Yeah. Well, he was the black dude like me. So I mean, uh, you, know, just, you got a lot of junk know. back there. Oh, okay. I see where you're going with that. Dude, have you seen that shirt with the WWE with the two pandas with the, the Yeah. The two it, it's a Banksy it's a Banksy art yeah. It's a Banksy art piece. I think there's a t shirt of that. Yeah. No, that he has well, so we were the desert pandas for the sole on my last deployment for the sole reason that our call sign over the radio would be DP uh, as the beginning <laughs> of the call sign. <laughs> so battalion, if they wanted to get a hold if battalion wanted to get a hold of me, it'd be like DP three one, DP three one. Fucking great. So Matt, like, uh, when did you get out? You said you were uh, medically discharged, right? So yeah, how so, long were you uh, in then? If you want to talk about so, the medical discharge, that's cool. If not, whatever. Uh, I'll gloss over it real quick. Um, so basically, I. Uh... Oh hey. I got to my, uh, I got, to, I was stationed at Little Rock uh, Air Force Base. Basically, it's all C-130s. Um, so I got there in 2007, uh, made the great decision to get married to somebody from back home. Um, I volunteered for a deployment right away. Um, I think I, I was there six months, and I volunteered to deploy to Ali Asalim, Kuwait. Six months, like, and they get said, me the fuck out of here. So, yeah. They, well, it had nothing to do with her, really. Huh. I just, I was like a career guy at that point. Um, I just wanted to kind of further advance my career. How long had you been so, in at that point? I wanted, um, probably about a year. 
Okay. Year total. Maybe a little longer. My training for my job was six months. Basic training was what? Six weeks or six and a half weeks, I think. So yeah, probably about a year, a little longer. Gotcha. Um, but I was just, I wanted to, I was like a, one of those guys who wanted to stand for making a career, all that stuff. But I went to Iraq, uh, I ended up getting, going, getting orders to a lot of Iraq. Um, I got hurt over there. I hurt my back just doing normal shit. I was picking up an air compressor to hook it up to my truck and I fucking hurt my back and the rest was history. But I mean, I was 145 pounds pulling shit around the flight line. That was anybody who's been on the flight line knows like air conditioners and generators weigh fucking four or 5,000 pounds. And you're pushing that shit around by yourself. Gotcha. So yeah. And it took me a couple of years and I was medically retired. I'm not, I didn't want to get out, but they forced me. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, so. my brother-in-law is air force and I think he's going to end up being a, a career guy. He says he's not, but every time he like, they ask him to reenlist, he reenlists. I think, uh, when he's not, like when he's, you know, on leave or whatever, he's the guy like sleeps all day, up all night, late to everything. So I think he, he's realized, I think, and he won't admit it, he kind of needs that structure in his life. Yeah. But he's also got a dope <laughs> yeah. job. He's a, like an aeronautics engineer. So he like works on the aeronautics for the fighter jets. The, uh, I think it's the F-16s. So... Is it avionics? Uh, avionics. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but now he, uh, like, he's been promoted. I can't, I can't remember what rank he is, but now he kind of oversees the engineers. So I don't know what rank that would be, but he, yeah. uh, he's been stationed in uh, right outside of Cambridge in England for six years now, I think been quite a while. Probably Lake and Heath or Mildenhall, one of those. Uh, it's Lake and Heath. Um, yeah. And then, uh, the but now he's... Hand is next to Lake and Heath. I, I stayed there. My brother my brother was stationed there. Uh, and as an army dude, garden nukes over there. We had some nukes over there. Yeah. yeah. Secrets. Yeah. So, but uh, he uh, he's now, beginning of the year, he's going to be, uh, I believe it's Edwards Air Force Base, like kind of near L.A., uh, so, so we'll go visit him. We'll uh, we'll hit up Gigi while we're out there. What up, Gigi gang gang? I think they. Gang, gang. I don't know if it's Edwards or Travis where they uh, test all the test all the uh, different aircraft that they're going to introduce. Yeah, but that should be pretty cool to go out there. I think it is Travis the one. I think it is Edwards. Is Travis the one in Vegas? No, that's uh, there's Nellis and there's Creech in okay. Vegas. So. Yeah. yeah, uh Travis is heavies that's like C five, C seventeens, and uh Edwards I think is a test base. So okay. They test all like the up and coming shit. Could be because I think I kinda looked it up, but you're not too far from being like you go east, you know, a couple hundred miles and you're in the middle of the fucking desert. So it makes sense <laughs> you would experiment aircraft over that shit. You're in alien territory. Yeah. Out of area fifty. Yeah, right. Alien. Aliens. Aliens. No. Wait a minute. My hair kind of looks like that dude's. Yeah, dude. Wait. Aliens. Yeah, do your hair. Wait a minute. We need some gel. Sarah, we need some gel. So I can get you some hair gel, JJ. That gives me an idea, JJ. I think I'm going to have to write a script to do like a short for the Nooner Nation uh, YouTube (laughs) where you 
just like mocking the aliens guy. Aliens. But just like over random <laughs> shit, like uh, like the like the lubricating gel or like a Schick Mach three. You know, like how they aliens. come up with this aliens. Fucking that guy. Oh god. Yeah, you know, like something crazy, like how they get air conditioners and the mascots at Disney World. Who knows? Aliens. How they get that knows. technology so fast? Aliens. <laughs> aliens. What are you doing? What do you got now? Oh lord. <laughs> Do you want to be, give me alien hair? Sarah's bringing in like. Yeah, no, we need fucking alien hair. Sarah's bringing in. Ooh, Tresemme. Ooh, la la. Oh. La la. Is Sarah claiming that aliens are the reason we have like anti dandruff <laughs> shampoo? Yeah. <laughs> Plausible. Uh, I, know. I can't I can't prove they didn't, so yeah. you know. <laughs> but uh, so JJ, what uh what got you to go in? Uh I'm dumb. Uh <laughs> no, I think no, any, was... of anybody, JJ's the least dumb person on this fucking podcast. Uh, you are the funniest <laughs> motherfuckers I've met. Yeah. So, right now. <laughs> So I was a uh, philosophy and theater arts performance major at the University of Pittsburgh. Ah. Um, so dumb. So dumb. David, David McCoy. Well, I was going to say, so you had no future is what you're trying to yeah, say. Yeah, no. Well, that's so when you uh, when you get accepted to any kind of graduate school programs that include philosophy and or theater arts performance, uh they require you to have hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to those schools, yeah. um, which I did not have at the time of the, uh, the great housing crisis, except like the economic collapse, uh, 2007, 2008. I was, say, so was, I was this, like, what's up? I was about to say, was this like 07, 08? Yeah. Yeah. 07, 08. I was like getting out of school and I was like, I had these acceptance letters to like graduate school programs. So I was like, dude, if I, even if I spent enough time in those and like invested, like I got accepted to NYU Tisch for theater arts performance. Uh, I got accepted to Yale for theater arts performance. I did the auditions, the, the whole thing. But uh, so I was like, okay, well, I can't pay for that. So I've got to figure out something else to do to maybe eventually supplement my ability to be able to do that um i had always wanted to be in the military since i was a kid like uh i had a i never forget miss clark she was uh my fourth grade teacher her husband was uh 101st airborne she used to tell me about how i used to air assault and all this shit and like and i've got pictures of me uh <laughs> ridiculously in like fifth grade for Halloween in fatigues and a fucking and a maroon beret. Yeah, I think that's a lot of kids. Oh, there it is. Somebody, I think Ruben oh, was asking Ruben about. Asked for it. Uh, this yeah. is my this is my Mr. Potato Head maroon beret. Uh, the other one is shaved and shaped, but I, I'll wear it for the story. Um, Looks so more raspberry like, okay. to me, but okay. I brought my blues earlier in the in the chat, and I can't. <laughs> That's like a military mullet right there. It's business in the front party in the back. Yeah, right? You know, I, I, wish, <laughs> I guess you could, apparently you can do that now. Seriously, 
this is a new look. This should be the new fucking beret look. Yeah. This this totally works. Yeah, the regs. Well, yeah. <laughs> well I don't think we can all grow uh, like a, a fucking frohawk. Yeah. So I don't know if that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. murder in the front. Yeah, uh, yeah murder in the front, gang bang in the back. Yeah, yeah there you that's go. right, baby. You know what I mean? Well, but, no, so I was Marine Corps. I wanted... That'd be a Marine go Corps ahead. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Marine Corps. Yeah. But I wanted to fucking join the. Uh, I I had this in my mind from from my teacher's husband, and I was like, well, I'll join the the Airborne, right? Like not knowing that the hundred and first Airborne is. Uh, ceremonially airborne, they don't jump out of planes no more. But uh, that's a dig to anybody out there. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna enlist because I'm a man of the people, and that's you know how my ph- philosophical brain, uh, you know, brought me to that decision. I was like, look, I'm a man of the people. I'm not gonna use my degree to be some kind of bougie officer. I'm just gonna go in with the guys. Uh, I also thought I was super high speed, so I got a I got what they used to call a, an 18 X-ray contract, right? And an 18 X-ray contract was, you're gonna train with the toughest of the tough to be special forces in the United States Army, and I was like, cool, we're gonna put you through all the schools, and it's gonna be great. You're gonna love it, and you're just gonna, it's you're gonna breeze through and be a fucking green beret, and I was like, this is great. So I went to basic, I went to uh, one station unit training at Fort Benning, which is infantry basic training, uh, 16 week basic training, completed that, kept on the course, went to airborne school right afterwards. And then I was like, okay, we're going to Fort Bragg. I'm going to go to Camp McCall and I'm going to wow these motherfuckers with, with my knowledge and everything that I'm so good at. And I got there and fuck that shit was hard as fuck man uh went through special operations preparation course which was i think that was it was four weeks long or three and a half weeks it was like it was like 20 something 28 days uh where they just i mean camp call they fucking beat the shit out of you uh ruck marching preparing for special forces selection blah 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 Got to Special Forces Selection after all that. Made it to day 14 out of 18 days. Uh, long story short, I got caught on the road in the middle of the night, supposedly, uh, during land nav. And then, uh, so you get, you become uh, the dreaded needs of the Army at that point. Because you don't have, like, your MOS is infantry, so your infantry needs of the Army. So you go anywhere. Like there's some guys that left that joint. They're like, oh, we're sending you to Korea for two years. And like, so you're all sitting in this tent, just like, who went? What's gonna happen to me? And uh they didn't care if you were airborne or not, whatever the fuck. They're like, needs an army. Uh well, there was a small group of us out of that that uh we just got sent down the road to back to Fort Bragg, which is what six miles away from Camp McCall uh, to the fucking eighty second Airborne Division, uh, and then I got there, and I mean the rest is kind of history. I mean, by the time I got there, uh, we were, or my unit there was 
three months. I got there three months before I deployed my first time. And that was a fucking steep learning curve. Uh, they handed me a fucking saw and they were like, okay, look, we know that you're not proficient, but we'll get you proficient before we leave. So I mean like range, 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 go. Like I missed all the fucking intensive training cycles and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, long story short, it was like a, you know, a, a path of serendipity that was like, oh, uh, if this wasn't for you, then, you know, this was your actual aim because remind, you know, mind you, I was looking to be in the 101st Airborne Division, but I ended up in the 82nd and we still jumped out of planes. So it all worked out. Gotcha. Wasn't uh, Dan Holloway, was he 82nd? He was indeed. They were all right down the road from me. Uh, him, uh, Derek Weida, all them dudes. I mean, you know, we started, the funniest shit was, is like back, way back when we started seeing their YouTube videos when they first started posting shit on YouTube. And, you know, we were like, oh shit, these dudes from Rage Rebels right down the road from us. Oh, what's up, dog? Like we do all these, like, we were like, oh shit, did you know that so-and-so was like, you know, it was real, it was like so uh, meta, right? You're like, oh my God, I'm in it and I see it and it's the same thing. And that was what's cool about it back then. It's like, oh my God, they're talking about the same shit we're talking about on right. a day-to-day basis. Right. Cool. But yeah, long story short, that's my hula story. Yeah, and then uh, like- I don't have a hoorah story or a, uh, wait a minute, did, is that jump into the blue? No, no, it was just one of the, you said Dan Holloway. And oh, this yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah, you got the, uh, Matt's got the uh, all politicians are cunts. Uh, oops, I don't know if I can say that on YouTube. Well, just did. Whatever. I'm not monetized. Uh, YouTube. Holy shit. What happened? Not monetized. You can, say, you can say cunt if you're Australian. And I, from what I remember, you were Australian. No. Don't you dare yeah, compare no. me to Wait those minute. criminals. No. You can say cunt. Oh, okay. I'm from the, I'm from the Queensland. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm from the oh, civilized okay. spot. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm from the trailer park. So how's that? I'm, I'm an Anglo. Oh, I got one. I got one bone to pick with Ruben in the chat because Ruben asked why I didn't go to jump master school. So I got white. I got my white slip uh, four times, Ruben. I got my white slip four times. I had my packet in. I had everything all fucking set up, but I never got sent to jump master school, Ruben. I'm sorry. I got my white slip every time they needed me to get my white slip. Okay, dog? Hey, well, don't go Yo. too hard on Ruben because he's trying to give you an update. He said uh, a little while ago that Pitt's up 23-7 to 7 in the third. I'm, I've am i got that tracking on my phone, so I... <laughs> I, had, uh, I got something to say to Ruben, too. Uh, I actually used to get bitched at when I was over in Iraq because I wouldn't wear my fucking reflective belt. Some dumbass shit. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know me up because I, cause I'm so much older than you fuckers. <laughs> we didn't have to do that shit. It was it was just like just yeah, just fucking go out and PC. And if you get hit, you fucking get hit. You know? oh, we had to wear them in the desert too, like in while we were working. Yeah, we didn't have reflective belts. We didn't have, have all this shit. And I know I sound like a fucking boomer right now, but it's like God damn it! It's like <laughs> yeah. We didn't, hey, have, Joe, what do you, we didn't have reflective what do you tape. No, we had communists. What do you use for your hair, Joe? 
You're so much older than us, but you got all that fucking hair. You see this shit? That shit's running away. I don't know. It's keeps, man. I used to it's do the keeps. And I used to shave it every year uh, for St. Baldrick's um, for children's cancer. And COVID happened, and I stopped doing my St. Baldrick's event. And then the next year, Sarah said, can you not shave your hair this year? Because I like having you Yes, she did. Yes, she does. She fucking pulls on you like a horse, doesn't she? Now, instead of doing St. Baldrick's, I'm still doing St. Baldrick's. I'm just not shaving my head. So, but anyone out there listening, St. Baldrick's is a great organization. I'm fucking going to plug my. Yeah, go for it. I don't even have kids, but it's one of those things I'm very passionate about. It's, you know, it helps. Uh, bring awareness to kids' cancer, uh, cancer research for kids, specifically kids' cancers. So every year, um, I usually organize an event, and I used to shave my head, and now I'm not allowed to shave my head, but I still, I still try to raise money for it. So, but this, yeah, this is a culmination of a year's worth of hair because Sarah told me I'm not allowed to shave my head anymore. Gotcha. So how do uh, how do people find out more or donate or volunteer for uh, that organization? Yeah, and you can usually find. Um, uh, uh, well, pre-COVID, it was very easy. You could find a pub or a barbershop or somewhere near you, and you could you know either sign up to have your head shaved, and people would donate towards you, kind of like um. Like the walkathon things, right? Yeah, yeah. kind of like the walkathon things. Um, people would donate towards you to have your, you know, and you would just shave your head, you know. And if you have really long hair, longer than mine, you can you can uh, clip it off and donate donate it to like something like Lots of Love, or there's two or three organizations where you can donate if you have six inches or more hair, they can use to make wigs for for kids or for people that have. To, um, JJ, <laughs> to say, God help the no, poor saying, kid that gets JJ's wig. Brett, Brett, I think that's one of the organizations organizations that Brett Kiesel uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers donates to uh, when he does the Shear the Beard uh, event every yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those, one of those, like same type of organization. He does that for kids' cancer research. That, yeah. I mean, that's I. Hey, man, hats off to you, bro. That's. That's fucking awesome. Man. Yeah, I've been I've been doing that since like 20, 2015, I think. And I started off with that and I kind of don't want to say the name of this organization because I'm not really affiliated with them anymore. I think JJ might know who I'm talking about. Um, Was it a military-based organization that got called out for not doing what they should have been doing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think we all probably know which one that one was. But I met a bunch of amazing people through that and I'm, I'm wearing one of my shirts right now through a, a really good buddy of mine that was uh, a recon marine and i met him through this organization and the dude is just an amazing guy and he just uh passed his bar exam and he's uh working towards uh doing veteran law now in georgia um so that's that's why i'm wearing his shirt right now awesome so um, but I met this guy through this other organization that I'm not going to name because we're on a podcast, but, um, but yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's why my hair is so long right now. And this is the longest it's ever been in my life. It's really weird. I don't know what to do with it. 
on a constant daily basis. Just paint it green again. Yeah, I think it looks good. Just make you could go. You could go on Hollywood Boulevard and be like, "Green, why so serious?" Sarah did my makeup for the wedding, and there's part of me was like, "Am I Beetlejuice or am I Joker?" And I really think Joker was probably a better idea. Good pull off Joker for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, Beetlejuice, like real Beetlejuice makeups, pretty hard. You got like yeah. all this like weird little green thing, like. Yeah, and it's hard to tell. We haven't gotten uh, my sister-in-law took a bunch of pictures at the wedding, and we haven't gotten those yet. But I, I think Sarah did an amazing job on my makeup. You guys just haven't seen it yet. Okay. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it, like, it's hard to you know because you've got you've got so much hair, and Beetlejuice had such a high forehead. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you've got so much hair, and he had he had. Uh, you know, as we call the mayor of Chicago Beetlejuice, he had mayor of Chicago Beetlejuice hair. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think, now, but it's, it's a, hard. It's tough. It it's like the, Stephen A. Smith hair. That's it, the, that's what Beetlejuice hair is. Stephen A. Smith head. Yeah. Isn't like the mayor of Chicago? Isn't she called Beetlejuice because of, like the Howard Stern character? Beetlejuice. I thought it was because that nigga. Well, she looks like the the dude from Star Wars too. So I mean. Or the that small little alien person, whatever. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't but know if it's male But yeah, so uh, Joe, I'll have you. Uh, I'll have you text me some info on that uh, charity, and I'll make sure uh, for anybody listening and watching, I'll put it in the descriptions, like everywhere, you know, in the YouTube and on iTunes and stuff. I'll make sure we have that posted in the description, so people can go find that because it's uh it's always good to uh, know, uh, you know, kind of a vetted place to do kind of donations and stuff too because of you know I, I don't think it's any secret at this point that a lot of uh charities no matter how you know well-intentioned they start you know they can sometimes grow to be not what they meant to be you know yeah just just like my hair bill just yeah. like my hair well, speak, <laughs> it was well speaking it was well of that Speaking of that, I saw Matt in the chat earlier say he had the best beard of the group, which I mean, it's it's long. I was actually I got out of the shower before coming on the show and had to like trim because I'm doing like the no shave November thing, and it, I know it doesn't look terrible on camera, but like I don't know if this baby's making it full term. I don't know how much longer I can handle it. Like it's like I'm trying to eat, I'm getting like food in my lips. It's like all on my nose. I can't get. And my beard, like, it doesn't fill in. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, Joe Dirt. You know, it doesn't no, it really grow here like, trashy. or here. <laughs> that's why I got, that's why I got the top-down lighting. You know, it, it helps me out. Yeah, I'm never going to be able to grow a matte beard. It just, it just doesn't. Yeah. It just, and none of y'all have grays. Or maybe Joe does. I can't really tell. But, like, the crazy thing is once I grow it out, like, the gray spots in my beard... Like when you get up close to it, like they flare out, like they don't sit down like the rest of them. And I like, I'll oil it and it looks, or what is it, wax it um, in the mornings and it looks good. But by like after lunch, they're just all like spider webbed out and it looks like a crazy person. See, my, my nappy, my nappiness prevents my grays from escaping the, uh, the containment of my fro and fro beard. So it, it, it helps out in that way. It kind of hides it. You know, it's buried deep in there. You know? yeah. I, got one, I have one gray, like, that pops out. 
But uh, this is my, I was just talking to Matt Chapin in the chat. Uh, he was on a couple weeks ago. And this is my hunting beard. I mean, I keep a beard all year, but during hunting season, I don't shave until I get my first deer. Um, it's been a slow season so far, but uh, it's just in this, I like having it anyway. Yeah. It's just nice to have. Yeah, okay, I mean, so real my quick, beard hides Gigi by week yawn, 10, So Gigi said yawn on the beard talk. Gigi, if you want, if you want more, uh, want more military esque stories, we'll have to we'll have to do another one of these podcasts. Maybe, maybe we'll have Bill on to coordinate uh, some high and angry stuff at some point. I is that a, is that a reference to like people in the Navy oh, no. being married to women? Hold weird on. kind of thing. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. This is my buddy who flies Apaches. Give me one second. Oh, no. I might be able to get. I might be able to get him on. I might oh. be able to get him on. Hold on. I mean, you can get anybody out. They don't know. Mobile. Yeah, you just don't worry. He's on a podcast or anything. Moby. We just got a phone call. So, Joe, if you, uh, I don't know if you do any benef like benefits for that charity, but if you do anything where you can do like a raffle or anything, hit me up. I'll give you. I'll send you a flag out. Yeah, I'm going to get my bracelet now. Hold on, I'm on a podcast. Um, do you want to be on this podcast with me really quick? Are you podcasting right now? I am. I'll mute myself. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. He, my buddy, he just got back. He just got back. He just got back. For Kroger? From Parts Unknown. H-E-B? No, he flies Apaches, so obviously he's a pilot for like a commercial airline out of the Midwest or, or right. the Southwest, right? He flies for Southwest, and he just got back from not getting the vaccine. That's where he was. Yeah. <laughs> got a Timmy D. Hey, he wants to be on like for can a bill? Yeah, he throw him on, on. For like five seconds. Throw him on. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna wait a minute. How's this work? Oh, what's this up, is man? Mobile. How's it going, buddy? Mobile, do you see everybody? Hey, buddy. So is he a warrant officer or is he Air Force? No, absolutely not. I, I see zero people. <laughs> oh, God, he's drunk. Well, we're people. No, I'm okay, about that. so yeah, no. Mobile. Hey, uh, but for real, though, if he can, if he ever can, JJ, get him a. We'll have him on the show and talk to him. That'd be wait, dope to have an Apache Wait, These cats, if we ever can, we'll get it, you on the show. And we'll do the whole thing. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me call you in five minutes, nigga. All right. So, it, I know in the Marine Corps, in the Army, in the Navy, in the Air Force, their warrants do absolutely nothing. No, that's true. But in the Army, but in the Army, uh, the warrants are the ones. So he he was he was enlisted with me and did all the deployments with me as an infantryman and he dropped okay. his flight packet he dropped his flight packet and he didn't do green to gold he just went to warrant officer school <laughs> and then they sent him to fort rucker uh for flight school oh okay. uh, yeah but yeah not nah, this dude i mean he he's the one i don't know i maybe in the chat i sent the pictures of the original oh, afghanistan yeah. Yep. shit yeah he's the one that was taking those pictures so. yeah for real um they just fucking disappear and we never saw them again this is, the this is the first time i've talked to him in 
this is the first time I took that. That was the first time I seen him in four months. So I, yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. For real though, if he, if he, uh, if he can and is willing and wants to come on, like, especially if you want to come on too, JJ, that'd be dope. I'm sure everybody would love to hear stories from an Apache pilot. Yeah, you know? no, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's a hilarious guy. And, you know, he was one of those guys that, uh, he balded at the age of 24. Uh, so every time that Ross and them talk about that, I'm like, well, you either at that point become an infantryman or a heli or an attack helicopter pilot. So I mean, or a serial killer, and yeah. well, you know, pick, Apache right, pilot, pick, serial killer, you know. Whatever. I also have a sergeant that balded at the age of twenty-four, and he just shaved his head, and he was yeah. just like, yeah. "I'm yeah, gonna be works out." The card, you know, and fucking shave my head, you know, and poor oh. bastard before was bald as a cue ball. I had a joke about having him donate his hair, but it's not going to fucking work now. So, <laughs> nope. Oh, shit. Well, man. I mean, he'd be donating about as much as I do to like the Sarah McLaughlin commercials. So that's good. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just so happy right now. I haven't talked to him. In, so, I, haven't, I haven't heard from him. I'm like, oh, shit. So, before, all right. So, <laughs> before we get off of here, one couple questions I had for you guys Ooh. is. Knowing what you know now, would you would you would you do it again? Yes. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah. That for me it was the best decision I ever made. Yeah. yeah. I definitely would have done Fuck it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So without a reservation. Yeah. So my next question is, and I've heard some people bring this up, especially after like the um, you know, we don't we won't get into the strategics or anything about the withdrawal in Afghanistan, but since wait a minute, you meant strategery, strategery, <laughs> or lack oh, thereof, yeah. whatever mission accomplished. You know, that's uh, <laughs> that would be for especially like you know, well, especially for JJ and Matt, that could be a three-hour rant episode. So we won't go into that right now. But I'm still in the middle of it, though. Especially, <laughs> yeah, especially with the withdrawal from the Middle East, for the most part at least anything active. I mean, if you were to try to put yourself in your shoes, but in this time, right, would you have been motivated? Like, would somebody in your position today, do you think they're as motivated to enlist? If that makes sense. That's, that's a fucking touchy question, man. Like, we're, we're 20 years removed that's from the main event that probably drew a lot of people into it, right? And we're my bartender. You know, now there's no, no. The way the way I look at it is that it's the it's the same thing that it was before, like uh, before even like right before Joe joined. Like the technology changed, we changed with it. And it became a new, a quote unquote, new fighting force after the Cold War. And then 9-11 happened. The technology changed. And then we became eventually a new fighting force. So now the impetus for people to create a career in the military is different than, say, I want to be a fucking airborne infantryman and jump out of planes, bro. And fucking just take it fucking wham, wham to the enemy. Like, well, 
the strategery of that is different now uh and it has to be like we have to fucking evolve you're still gonna have the wham wham guys but the rest of it you know there's an impetus i feel for smart motherfuckers to you know grab a hold of the reins and jump in there and be like you know those jobs are evolving and exist more often than the wham wham jobs and that is the development of the thing so yeah i feel like there's still a a real call to service uh and i feel like there's people that are willing to take that chance or you know uh, make that judgment call and do that versus but it's a different kind of job than when you know the towers fell and everybody was like wham wham (laughs) it sounds almost like jj correct me if i'm wrong it sounds almost like you're saying that the the military is changing where it's going to be less of a lack of a word that i can think of right now but less of a like a standing infantry and more of a like a technology-based military where direct act Direct action is yeah. direct action is necessary when direct action is necessary. Right. Aside from that, uh, like tertiary operations and like umbrella operations with intelligence and all that other shit that goes into the finalization of a plan for a direct action mission, you need like ten niggas for a direct action mission. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> something I was gonna say is that uh, you know, I've spoken through outlets, you know, mainly made through the Drinking Bros and Nooners community. Uh, You know, we all know there's people that have been on those podcasts that were special forces and stuff, and I've been able to speak to a lot of those guys. And I've asked them the question of, like, the way things are now, what, like, what would you, like, looking back 20 years ago, how could things have been different? And they've all said, like, uh, you know, U.S. Special Forces could have done 90% of what was done, you know. Um, I don't know if that is belittling people that were infantrymen. Like, I don't want to make that statement, you know. But it does seem like the way things are now with technology advancements, you know, uh, drone-based surveillance, uh, all the electronic stuff, it does seem like you can do a lot more with a lot less nowadays globally, right? And, and especially any kind of direct action threat, like you said. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I, yeah. I, I scrolling through the chat. I, I don't know who saw it, but someone was talking about cybersecurity, and I, I'm obviously an IT fan. Um, if I had to change, because I, I got into the military in IT, and I parlayed that into an IT career. And I think that if I could talk to 20-year-old me when I was still about to join the, the private forces, I would have said, go into cybersecurity, go into security. Right. Because, you know, yes, I will say that the military, and I was, I would think I was very lucky, you know, I was parlayed into a very good career with IT, but I think if I could go back and change what what small part of what I did, I would have gone to security because I think that is where we are at now is IT cybersecurity. It's not so much the boots on the ground. It's all 
Yeah, it does seem like, at least from my standpoint, and again, like I'm not going to say I'm an expert on any of this stuff, but the stuff yeah. I do read, it seems like almost like we've entered into the next, the next Cold War, I'm, and it's going to be a technologies one. So, William, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to drop off. My, I haven't seen him in yeah. four months. No worries. Yeah, no worries. We'll, uh, we'll tell you what, we'll just sign off now. It's been a good night, JJ. We've been going on I, for a while. I love now, you guys. So. I will talk to you soon. See you, JJ. So, with that, I think, uh, good spot to end anyways we've been going for hour 20 now so um anyways matt definitely want to uh shout you out matt mentioned earlier if anybody overheard him saying he does uh some really awesome uh like handmade wooden flags uh they're awesome i got two of them for my friends yeah they're dope i know uh dude has got Great yeah, my my wife. Thanks, I know my wife's been in contact with you about ordering a couple of them for family members. So, how uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Bill. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> she's she's terrible at Christmas. Like, I don't do anything worthwhile. So she's yeah. she's the worst Christmas person ever. She'll be like, she'll be like, oh, do you want this, this, and this? And I'll be like, well, no. And then like two days or like I'll be like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. And then, like two days later, a box that exact same size shows up. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't yeah, open that. I was like, is, so it, is it? Is it this? Um, no. You know. Like, oh. But so how? Uh, so and and for people that don't know, I know some people were asking in the chats. Um, Matt is American Rustic Works, correct? On a, uh, on the live yeah. chats. Yeah, so uh, my my uh, handle is American Rustic Works. I started a little woodworking thing. Um, you know, it's kind of helped me battle certain. We all have our demons, and that's what helped help has helped me battle my demons is woodworking. It's turned into a little more. Um, I do want to thank like everybody in the Nooner community, uh, Drink Roads community. A couple months back, my dog had to have a surgery. Thankfully, a uh, nonprofit reached out and uh, hooked me up with some people to help. But I had a lot of Nooners and uh, Drink Bros purchase flag for me which went to travel and her ongoing care so i appreciate that like it it means a lot um but yeah anybody wants to get their christmas stuff get a flag or i do some other stuff but for the ease of shipping flags are probably the easiest but uh hit me up american Rust works on instagram yeah um as far as you, you mentioned holiday stuff obviously great gift um like is there a for people listening is there like a timeline like you got a cut off for so my wife and I were talking about this today. So probably, uh, I'd probably say December 5th um, to get stuff, to get orders into me. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram. And then uh, I just do Venmo. You basically Venmo me your address um, and what your, you know, we'll talk on Instagram about what you want. Send me your, uh, the payment and your address on Venmo and I'll get it out. Um, five orders by December 5th. I'll make sure they get there by Christmas. Awesome. So December, December 5th and for real, check out his Instagram. Uh, incredible work i've definitely got some plans uh definitely gonna do a desk i've got a window a walled up window that i want an exterior one made for great work um in the build yeah what was that joe i, I i'm gonna have him build a house build a house out of out of flags yeah you don't want me building a house i got a brother who does that though <laughs> <laughs> He'll just uh, no, okay. <laughs> Matt will just cite it and flag. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. I'll get Lloyd to help me with that. Yeah, yeah. And nobody would ever add if you had a house cited in wooden American flags. I don't think ever anybody would ever drive by and be like, 
I wonder if that guy owns any guns. Yeah, yeah. He owns all the fucking guns. All of them. <laughs> and he's ready to use them. That's right. So, and then uh, Joe, uh, prefer another thing for people that don't know, uh, Joe, I don't think you're super active in chats, you know, but... Um, yeah, I'm not all the time. <laughs> but your, your new lovely wife, Sarah, is... So, um, if you want to talk shit about Joe's long hair or something, or or that he's a veteran from the Cold War, just relay that through Sarah. Just, just send me some crayons. I'll be fine. And and like I said, uh, shout out the your charity that you and you know. Uh, yeah, St. Baldrick's organization. Yeah, St. Baldrick's. Yeah. Baldrick. Uh, can you spell that out real quick? It's the St. Baldrick's. Okay. Uh, org. Dot org. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll get that information from you, Joe, and I'll make sure I get that. Uh, He's a Marine. Him. He ain't spelling that shit out. Yeah, well, yeah. he can't in crayon if he wasn't eating them all. <laughs> they, cure, they help cure kids' cancer. That's okay. all I care about. Yeah. <laughs> so That's good. So, anyways, uh, before we sign off, everybody knows the drill. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. I think uh, I just got a notification that uh, Greg's wife, Beth, uh, just subscribe. So I'm like two subscribers away from a hundred subscribers, which is, I mean, it's a milestone. It's a small benchmark, but you know, one step at a time. If I have a, if I have a hundred subscribers, I can officially change the URL to youtube.com slash nooner nation. So, so I got to get the two more, you know, Joe, you're, you're an IT. I know I told you not to, but now I'm a little more tempted to make you like, have you just make a thousand fake Dude, we can, email accounts. Yeah. Um, Let's just have a sidebar about that later and we'll figure it out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so subscribe to the YouTube, smash the like button. Like it's a 19 year old, uh, you know, dad bottom front row tickets to Astro world. And. Oh, you're lucky. I said 19. I had a whole bit about it. Smashing it. Like some kid who got front row seats for his bar mitzvah. All right. Just, just good thing you have two boys, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're wild. <laughs> so, anyway, but also uh, iTunes. Go find us on iTunes. I hit record this time, so I will have the audio up for the daily drive. Even if you, uh, even, if, even if you, uh, <laughs> God damn it. Even if you, um, even if you watch tonight live, uh, I'd really appreciate it if you at least put it on in the background while you're at work or something tomorrow, the audio, because that really helps. Oh, Joe's got Sarah on the uh, the video. Hey, Sarah. So loud. Hi. Hey, Sarah. So. <laughs> Can you stop feeling my tits? Oh, Lord. You smell like cigarettes and whiskey. <laughs> like a true Marine. <laughs> and on that, this has been the Neuter Nation. JJ signed off, but thank you, JJ. Joey, good, glad to have you. Sarah, good to see you. Matt, thanks for joining us. This thanks has been the Neuter me. Nation. Thank you. Good night, guys. <laughs> oh